Hello my fellow nerds and welcome to a new episode. This time I'm finally as ready as I can be to talk about the series that has ruined me emotionally and mentally. And damage all over. I am of course talking about Grandmaster of the Mono Cultivation by Mo Xiang Tong Xiu. I started this series at the end of May and finished the last book in the beginning of June. I was in a reading slump for two months. This series destroyed me. I'm still ruined and the whole this series swept into my heart will forever remain. Anyway, this series plays in ancient China with fantasy elements. And the first book starts with the death of our main character, Wei Ying. We are told that Wei Ying or Wei Wuxian the Yiling Patriarch was a terrible cultivator. Parents would threaten their children that the Yiling Patriarch would come and get them, should they misbehave. Well, Mei Ying dies and first the sects were cautious. What if he would return? They kept watch over the years, but after it seemed like he was gone for good, they stopped paying attention, and Wei Wuxian merely became a story to frighten children. Until 13 years later. 13 years later, Wei Ying comes back in the body of Mu Xianyu, who lives with his family and is getting abused. To get revenge and make his family suffer for the way they've treated him, he sacrifices his body for Wei Ying. Mu Xianyu is now dead and Wei Ying wakes up a little confused. After getting used to being alive again, he meets Lan Shan and he flees the Mo residence. Lanjian is a cultivator of the Guzalan sect, and they both met at the lessons at Cloud Recess, the home of the Lan sect. They were friends, kind of. Wu Ying was a menace and he loved to rile others up, especially Lanjian. Besides the Lan sect, there are of course others as well, but I'm only gonna mention the more important ones. The Jiang sect is where Wu Ying comes from. When he was four years old, his parents died and he was lost on the streets until Jiang Fengmian, the clan leader and old friend of Jiang Wing's parents, found him and took him home. There he met Jiang Yanli and Jiang Chang. Wei Ying had more difficulties with Jiang Chang at first, but after a pretty scary experience, they acted more like brothers. They grew up together and I love how close they all are. I love the way they act with each other, all three of them. It's beautiful and very painful later on. There's also the Ven sect. Those are bastards, most of them. The sect is ruled by Ven Rohan and his goal is it to suppress all the other sects and be the sole ruler of the cultivation world. Throughout the series we get both scenes from the past and from the present and more and more things get revealed. It hurts. I already talked about it with my friend, a lot. I have to talk about it again. And there are gonna be lots of spoilers. I'm basically using this episode as therapy. If you still plan on reading the series, don't listen to this episode. I'm gonna say so many, 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 many spoilers. I just need to talk about it. Anyway, moving on. You have been warned. As I already mentioned, Wei Ying dies and the way it happens is terrible. If I wasn't clear before, there are only gonna be spoilers from now on. Anyway, I already mentioned the Ven sect. 
They attacked the love insect at some point in the past and burned it down. A while after that, they attacked Lotus Pier. Pyre. I am sorry, I do not know how to pronounce that. Anyway, there the parents of Jiang Chang and Jiang Yang Li got killed. Wei Ying and Jiang Chang were able to flee, and after separating for a moment, Jiang Chang gets captured by the vents and loses his golden core. The golden core is important for a cultivator. They store and control spiritual energy and give the cultivator the powers. Some are stronger than others and some form more quickly. Wei Ying rescues him, but after losing so much, Jiang Chang doesn't seem to want to live anymore. He refuses to eat and doesn't even talk. This goes on for days. They get taken in by Wen Jiang and some other Wens who don't want anything to do with Ren Ruhan and suffer as much as anyone else under his rule. Wei Ying looks through some books and scriptures to try and find a way to save his brother. And he does. A golden cord transfer. He convinces Fenchang to help him and together they lie to Jiangchang. They tell him about a cultivator who knows how he can get his core back. With new motivation he sets out on his journey and gets knocked out by Fenchang. And then the golden transfer happens. This surgery took one day and two nights. Jiangchang was unconscious and didn't feel any pain. Wei Ying, on the other hand, had to stay awake in order for it to work and felt everything. He felt how his core was cut out and put into his brother for two nights and one day. Right afterwards, Wei Ying goes back into town to wait for Jiang Chang. I would love to know what he plans on telling him, but we never find out, because the Vens, the bad ones, find him. After pushing him around and not getting an answer as to where the new Chiang sect leader was, they throw him into the burial mounds. The burial mounds are an old battlefield, filled with vengeful ghosts and walking corpses. It was closed off and it is said that no one could ever get out of it. Wei Ying spent three months in there, and in order to survive he learns to manage cultivation and convinces the walking corpses and ghosts to do his bidding. After getting out of the burial mounds, he goes on a killing spree and murders many many wins. They deserved it, honestly. Nanshan keeps trying to take Wei Ying back to Guzu with him in order to protect him. Wei Ying thinks he wants to lock him up and they have many misunderstandings. Communication doesn't really work between them and many other characters. Maybe a lot of problems could have been solved with some communication, but of course that doesn't happen and therefore a lot of other bad things happen. Well, they win the war and everything is good, the events are dead and no one ever heard of any other events again. Everything was fine. But another sect, the Lan Ling Jin sect, had some Ven members under their control. Only those were innocent. Those captured Vents were never part of the war. Most of them weren't even cultivators and after Wei Ying saw the way they were abused, he killed those responsible and freed the rest of the Vents. Together they go back to the burial mounds where they hide and try to live as well as they can. There they live for months, 
Beijing protected them and tried his best. No one but Wen Chiang and her brother and Beijing himself knew of the Golden Core transfer and now he was hated by the other sects. Hated for helping the events even when they were innocent and for learning demonic cultivation, although that's what won the war against Van Ruhan. After a month of living in the burial mounds, Beijing gets an invitation to the one month celebration of his nephew. His sister got married a while ago and now her child would be one, one month old. Of course Beijing wanted to go and see his sister again, but it was a mistake. He was ambushed and during this chaos Jin Jishuan was killed. Jin Jishuan was the husband of Jiang Lanli and the heir to the Lanling Jin sect. Of course Weying gets blamed, even if it wasn't his fault and everything after that just gets worse and everything is horrible. After seeing how devastated Weying is, the rest of the events decide to turn themselves in, hoping that Weying would be allowed back into the cultivation world. The events get killed and Weying is angry. He's frustrated and he doesn't know what to do. He goes to a big sect meeting. The other cultivators don't really listen to him and blame him for many things. A fight starts and it gets so much worse. Luncheon appears and they fight as well, but without really hurting each other. They fight until Wei Ying's sister gets to the battlefield and starts yelling for her brother. Wei Ying tries to get to her, but before he can get away from the fight, she gets stabbed. And she dies. In her brother's arms. Shortly after that, Wei Ying dies. Xiang Chang lost both of his siblings on the same day. And that was only the past. The present, well, once you know the whole story, it hurts a lot more. Because you know that Jing Yanli is dead and the relationship between Wei Ying and Xiang Chang is broken. In the present, Wei Ying and Lan Chan spend a lot of time together. Wei Ying might be in a different body now, but Lan Chan immediately recognized him. Because Wei Ying was playing a song on his flute. He was playing the song Lan Chan played for him many many years ago. And that song was composed by Lan Chan for Wei Ying in his name Fan Qian. The relationship between Lan Chan and Wei Ying could have been a lot better in the past if they just Walked. Maybe with a little bit more communication all around, everything would have been better. You know one of the most painful things? The relationship between Wei Ying and Xing Chang doesn't get better. They don't really talk it out. I hate that. Therefore, I will ignore all the canon things and pretend that everything is fine. Jin Yanli never died. Neither did the innocent Wens or Wei Ying. Nothing bad ever happened. Everyone lives. No one died. Besides Ren Wuhan and the other bad Wens, but besides that, everyone is fine. Everyone is happy. You know what also really, really hurt? During the study days in the cloud recess, Wei Ying is constantly laughing and he's such a cheerful character, almost never without a smile. And it hurts, especially the TV series, to see his smile turn bitter and his eyes losing its light. 
I'm just gonna bury myself and never come out. I've already read so many fanfictions. I'm still not over it and I never will be. No series has ever hurt me that much. I need therapy. Other than the story itself, I also really love the writing. Although the books in their original language is probably better, are probably better. But sadly, I can't speak Chinese. I love the fantasy world and the characters. The way the relationships between them were built and the way the characters changed and grew throughout the story, it was really a lot of fun. I love this. It took me a while to get into this, despite it being very well written. Because of the different names and I didn't really know how to pronounce them, I'm still not 100% sure, but it got easier after a while. It also got easier to remember the names. Sorry by the way for not being able to talk properly sometimes. Just like the communication between Lanshan and Wei Ying, the communication between my mouth and my brain sometimes just doesn't work. Anyway, the romance and grandmaster of demonic cultivation is kind of heartbreaking and painful because it takes, literally, 13 years and a lot of terrible things to happen before the romance starts. But it's still very sweet. I've read many other Dunmine novels now and I'm excited to talk about them more. I've already read all the seven novels of Heaven of Virtual's Blessing and I am desperately waiting for the eighth one to come out in November, I think. Other than that, I've also started Husky, and his white cat Chitsune, which is really good and I'm excited for the third novel to come out. As much as I like those two series, Grandmaster for Domino Cultivation is always gonna be my number one. I love the characters in this story so much. Anyway, I'm sorry for only talking about one series and nothing else, but I just needed to talk about it. As I already mentioned, this is kind of therapy for me right now. Does it work? Does it help? Probably not. Anyway, I just had to talk about my obsession. And that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening and I hope you have a nice day. Bye!